0: We're good to go. Oh. Oh, okay. All right. Hey,
1: everybody. Welcome to the Capital Stewards Podcast. I am Saxon, your host, and I'm here with the lovely Mr. Brian C. today.
0: Lovely. <laughs> We have created like a little mini recording studio in our house because, you know, we received feedback that our audio wasn't great. So now we have professional setup.
1: Yeah, we'll see so. how that goes. I'm really excited to talk about today's topic. I don't know about you, Brian, but I'm thinking about my my bonus from 2022 and how, you know, this time of year, get a bonus. If you Thank want you. to spend mine on lots of nice things for my house. Can I do that? <laughs>
0: You you can. We're going to talk about that. Lots of our clients' friends. April is the time when bonuses from last year start to hit accounts. Right, you get through twenty twenty two, and then you go through performance review cycles, and then you find out in February usually what that's going to be, and then in the middle of April, boom, that that cash hits your your account, and and for a lot of folks, it's the largest cash and like stock infusion that you're going to get throughout the year. And, and whether you get it in April or you get it some other time, the, the principles that we're going to talk about still apply. But this is a time of year when a lot of folks are getting those. And we get lots of questions about what to do first, second, third with cash, with stock. Um, and we do think it's okay to have a little fun so you can buy some things for the house, which, hey, maybe I like benefit from too. So I'm, I'm supportive of that. So we'll talk about how you make smart decisions while enjoying the fruits of your labor as well.
1: Awesome. Well, let's dive in.
0: Hello and welcome to the Capital Stewards podcast. Are you a professional who wants straightforward, trustworthy financial strategies that you can act on? Are you entering your highest income earning years and discovering that your personal finances are becoming too complex? We get it, you're a highly competent professional, but you don't have time to go deep on your personal finances the way you do with your day job. Hi, I'm Brian, and helping professionals make smart financial decisions is my passion. I run a financial advisory practice called the Capital Stewards, and work with professionals like you who are trying to cut through the noise every day. It's time to stop Googling every question you have about money and dive into some real professional guidance. So let's get moving.
1: I mean, what should I do with my bonus, Brian? This is kind of like an oxymoronic conversation for us to have because we're also married and we decide what to do <laughs> with our finances together. <laughs> like I said, I'm voting for some things for the house, but what should yeah. I, I probably shouldn't just spend all of my bonus on fund money. So that's what should I do?
0: No. So, so the first thing that you want to do is pay off debt. I like to start with the most appealing topics. I know it's not sexy, <laughs> but if you have <laughs> the most have,
1: appealing topics, yeah,
0: pay off debt. If you have credit card debt, student loans or other high interest rate debt, right. And interest rates have gone up. So we're not talking about your mortgage, right? If you're, if you've got a like really low mortgage or 3%, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about Higher interest rate debt. That should be your first priority, right? If you've got, especially in the credit card world, if you've got debt that's got interest, say, you know, that's higher than five or 6%, it's really unlikely that over a long period of time, something that you're going to invest in is going to out earn that. So you want to pay that off and be done before we do anything else. So, number one. So, pay off debt. say
1: I was in a scenario where I had debt that exceeded the amount of my bonus. Should I just take the whole thing and lob it at my debt?
0: Yeah, great question. Maybe take. of it and lob it at your debt, and then save 10% for number four. We'll talk about number four at the end.
1: Okay. So I paid all my debt. What do I do next?
0: Yeah. The second thing is contribute to tax-advantaged retirement accounts. And by tax-advantaged, we just mean 401ks, IRAs, or Roth IRAs, if you're eligible to do that. You want to make sure that you're on track to max out your 401k match for the year. If not, use your bonus to increase your savings a little bit inside your 401k plan. You want to make sure you get that employer match. The 401k match is the best return you're ever going to achieve. Um, And then after that, you want to work with your tax advisor, whoever you work with on that, to think about contributions to IRAs or Roth IRAs, take advantage of tax deductions. So once you've figured out what you can contribute to from a tax advantage standpoint, so we've, we've maxed out our 401k IRA, Roth IRA options, then we just want to invest in traditional brokerage accounts. And for a lot of folks that get significant bonuses, that's actually where the majority of your investments are going to happen because you're going to already probably be maxed out your 401k and you're not going to be eligible to to put a whole lot in sort of tax deferred accounts. And so, so you're going to be investing in a traditional brokerage account.
1: Okay. So assuming I have any money left after I do those two things.
0: Yeah. Well, so
1: do I get to have fun next?
0: Not next. Now we're going to go to number three. So the number three is make a plan and then invest. So Once you pay down debt and you have your investments in the right accounts, it's time to invest the rest for the long term. Just like in your business and the way that you run projects or you manage your team, you should have a specific and measurable action plan for your investments. Um, You should have a target asset allocation. That's a fancy word for the percentage of stocks and the other assets that you own. Your asset allocation should enable you to accomplish those long-term investment goals. You should invest into that investment plan. Hopefully, you've been using that for a while, but if you haven't, now is a good time to start one using low-cost ETFs or mutual funds. Um, so it's it's really important that we don't do the invest in hope approach, right? Say, oh, I've got money left. I'm going to just invest it. We want to invest in a specific plan that's going to accomplish our goals over the long term.
1: So I know like, there have been times, Brian, in our careers where you know, that compensation that comes at the end of Q1 is a combination of cash as well as other incentives like stock. Talk a little bit about how someone in that situation might think about not just the cash that is incoming into their portfolio, but also that stock that's coming in.
0: Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about stock. If you receive company stock, you'll likely receive grants each year as part of your bonus. And then every year you get more and part of your prior year grants vest. And then, as grants vest, you can decide what to do. So, like a really common structure is maybe a a two or three year vesting period. So, maybe you get you know one hundred thousand dollars of stock, but only thirty three thousand dollars of it is going to vest in you know in year one, and then it's more in year two and more in year three. So, generally, the first thing you want to consider is how much exposure do you have to your employer? Their future success drives your salary, it drives your cash bonus, it also drives those future stock and option awards that you're going to get. If the company doesn't do as well as the market. Not only will your shares go down in value, but your salary might not go up, your bonus might go down as well. So, you already have a lot of economic exposure to your employer. So, generally, it makes sense to diversify as quickly as possible in a tax efficient manner when we think about stock and options. And what that looks like is different for everyone. It depends on the types of stock grants that you have. If you've got options, it depends on what those are. There's different holding periods to consider and things like that. So, you want to be cognizant of taxes when you're thinking about selling stock. And if you have things like real estate or other depreciable assets, maybe some of that can help offset some of the income that comes with stock. So when you think about selling stock, it's important to one, diversify and start to make a plan to do that. And then two, I think it's a great place to talk to a professional tax advisor, your CPA, your financial advisor, whoever you work with, so that you can optimize your entire tax picture and try to offset some of that income that comes when you sell shares. So And and you're you're not going to be able to do that. There's no magic to doing that. Within your share grants themselves, it's going to require looking at your entire sort of asset picture and all of your different you know expenses and, and to try to come up with, with ways to offset some of the income that comes from those kind of lumpy stock distributions that you get. So kind of just to summarize all that, I think if you get stock, diversify, and then secondarily, talk to your tax advisor and make sure you're doing that in a, in a way that is really tax efficient. And then now that brings us to your favorite part, thing four, which I call have a little fun.
1: This is the part where I get to buy stuff for the house.
0: Yeah, so what I like to do is say, let's keep 5%, 10% of that bonus, right? And go on a cool trip, buy stuff for your house, do whatever else that you think is fun. And it, it, I think this actually might be the most important advice because you're more likely to do the things that I talked about, right? You're more likely to pay down debt, invest on the side, make sure that you're thinking about your stock. Well, all those kinds of things. If you actually have a little bit of fun and enjoy the fruits of your labor. So I actually do think it's really important to buy something fun or to invest in a way that you know that that you're really passionate about for your family or or to do something with the money besides just invest all of it because I think uh, by doing that you're you're more likely to to make smart financial decisions year after year after year. and the compound impact of of saving and investing ninety or ninety five percent of your bonus is going to be way more impactful than if you if you don't ever invest any of it. so, So just in summary, our our four things are we want to pay off debt. That's going to be thing one. Then we want to contribute to tax-advantaged retirement accounts, 401ks, IRAs, to the extent we can do that. We want to make a plan and invest the rest right into taxable brokerage accounts. And that's going to be really important for most folks that are getting big bonuses. Um, We want to be cognizant of corporate stock there and how we diversify out of that in a tax-efficient way. Um, And then lastly, have a little fun, go on a cool trip, do whatever else you can do it's fun, like buy some things for our house. And and you'll hopefully do this over time and you'll make really smart decisions with your bonus year after year after year. Anything else to say to wrap up?
1: I'm kind of disappointed.
0: Why are you disappointed?
1: Because I think after I do all the things that you put on my list, I might be able to buy one small decoration.
0: <laughs> well, that's how it works. <laughs> Incentive to work hard for next year so that your next bonus <laughs> is even bigger.
1: Excellent. Well, that one small thing will really keep me going until next year's bonus comes along when I can get the next one.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right.
1: Amazing. Well, Brian, thank you for reminding us that we should be disciplined on what we do with our bonus instead of just playing fun money with it. All right. And to all of our listeners who are t- tuning in globally, it's great to have you with us again. Thanks for joining us and we'll chat with you again soon.
0: commentary provided is for general audiences and educational purposes only. It should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice for your specific situation. That's why you should talk to a professional. Hello. Past performance of market results is no assurance of future performance. All the information on the podcast has been obtained from sources we deem reliable as of the date of this recording, but it's not guaranteed.